1: Hey, this is Scott Smith with the Real Estate Nerds Podcast.
2: Hey, this is man from Fortune Academy.
3: What's up, everyone? This is Cole Hatter from Thrive. And if you want to learn to
1: protect your assets, save on taxes and network better.
2: And if you want to earn your fortune. And if
3: you want to make your money matter.
1: You should listen to this episode of the Build Your Network Podcast. Build your network.
3: Build your network with my boy, Travis Chapel. Travis Chapel,
0: Welcome back to the show. Hey there, welcome back to another compilation episode here on the Builder Network podcast. We are currently in the middle of a series about mentorship and masterminds, and I cannot wait to share all of the golden nuggets in today's episode with you all. But first, you hear my guests and I talk a lot about masterminds on the show, especially in this segment. If this is a new term to you or you've always kind of wondered exactly what a mastermind is or what it does or why you should join one, or how much they are, where you can find them, all those different types of details, you are definitely going to want to take my free mastermind course. It is everything you need to know about masterminds in just six short lessons. It's 100% free, so there's literally no reason to not at least see what it's about. Just head over to freemmcourse.com enroll, freemmcourse.com enroll to grab that course. It's totally free, and start that today. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another awesome compilation episode here on the Build Your Network podcast. Today, you're gonna be hearing a little bit about investing. I've got a few really awesome guests that are gonna come on the show and talk to you about that today. First of all, we have Scott Smith. Scott is an attorney, actually, and he does a lot of work into analyzing real estate investing and asset protection. So right now he just continues to educate the public on asset protecting strategies and different things like that. Um, and then he's the founder and CEO of Royal Legal Solutions, which is a firm that he built to offer tax, business, and legal strategies to clients all over the U.S. and Canada. And we talk a little bit about investing as well and how to do that in a way that doesn't make you lose a ton of money in the process through taxes and all that kind of stuff. So Scott comes on, talks about that. Then we have Hither Mann, who is just an impressive investor out in the U.K. She flipped hundreds of homes before the age of 30 years old. And she used a lot of that money then to get into the financial markets. And now she is a Forex educator and investor um, herself. She's made millions and millions of pounds out there in the UK doing these types of investing. And now she runs her own workshops and does her own um, uh, investment meetups and education pieces and all those types of things. And she's just an amazing woman. So then we have Cole Hatter, who you guys hear from a good amount here on the show, but it's for a good reason because Cole is a friend and good mentor of mine, and uh, he knows his stuff when it comes to real estate investing. So we go into a little bit of those types of things with Cole here on this episode, as well as another episode coming up about real estate investing specifically. But that being said, I can't wait for you guys to start hearing about those investing strategies from these amazing people. But first, really quickly, we have all heard the Jim Rohn quote, you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. Imagine being able to build out those top five people and personally select the caliber of people on that list. Literally nothing would be out of your reach if you could always fill that inner circle with the people that are crushing the thing that you're trying to crush. This was a mere dream to me just a couple of years ago and now I can say I'm blessed to be able to carefully curate my circle with the people I want to be around the most and now you can do the same thing. I recently created a training and community just for people who are interested in always being able to customize and fill their top five. It's called Explode Your Network and it is everything that you need to know to exponentially grow your connections, level up your inner circle, and shorten your runway to success without annoying a single person or printing a single business card. Plus, it's attached to a community of like-minded people who are all interested in doing the same exact thing. So if any of this is important to you at all, you're going to want to be a part of this elite movement. Take action. Head over to travischappell.com explode to finally take control of your inner circle and shorten your runway to building the life of your dreams. And now here is investing with Scott Smith, Hitherman, and Cole Hatter. Yeah. So before we get into your story specifically, since you brought that topic up just now, the 401k, can you expound on that a little bit for people that were just like, whoa, whoa, whoa what did he just say? Can I rewind that? How did, what, did, can, yeah, can you give a little bit more of an explanation behind what you're talking about?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Right. So these strategies come from me being an investor for over eight years, an attorney for over five. I specialize um, with entrepreneurs and real estate investors on how to structure your companies. So that way you can protect all of your wealth and shield yourself from liability. And part of that comes into saying, how do we do this? So we we can operate efficiently and can we maximize on tax savings with just some simple structures that apply to everybody, which has made my company, Royal Legal Solutions, really blow up here in the last you know couple of years. And that's the, one of those is the solo 401k because the solo 401k allows you to create your own company and by creating your own company, you can become the sole employee of that company and then create your own 401k. So when you have money that comes in from your, your freelance gigs or whatever else you have going on, you can channel that through your company. Your company then contributes to your own 401k. You get to direct all of the funds out of the 401k, control it all yourself, invest in whatever you like. And it's all with pre-tax dollars. You can even loan yourself back money for you to use for your personal expenses. Um, so it doesn't even hurt your cash flow. Overall, but I've seen investors really take advantage of this. I mean, we're talking about, you know, 10 $10, to $15,000 a year in tax savings for people that max this out. And we think overall, that probably helps investor returns. I'm using it. I'm investing with pre-tax dollars to make about a 20 to 30% jump and how, how what's their you know ROI on their investments.
0: This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with If you need higher, you need Indeed. Wow. So, and you said there's a a limit on that, like it's 55,000 or what exactly did you say about that?
1: Yeah, that's right. You're limited that your 401k contributions are limited to about $55,000 each year. Each year. So it can keep Uh building on itself. Yeah, every year, right? You can yeah. max out your contributions that you do. That loan yourself back, you know, some loan yourself back half of what you contribute to it, so you keep your cash flow strong, and then mate, and you can use the other half to invest in, right? So a lot of people are using that to invest in real estate or anything else that they want to build for the long term retirement. Or what you can also do is loan money to like your friend. Not a family member has to be. Said, it's not related to you. You can even make those private loans to people. So, you know, one of the things that I see people do is say, "Well, what if I have a friend named Bob? He's maxing out his solo 401k, and I'm maxing out my solo 401k. And what happens if we both just loan each other money? <laughs> and now we have fifty five thousand dollars in pre tax." you know, pre-tax money for us to use for our cash flows, which keeps our business running strong, us running strong. And then, you know, eventually you have to pay that stuff back, right? But the name of the game when you're getting into investing or real estate or building your business is how do you keep cash flow strong? Because that's what really keeps you in the game mm-hmm. and playing the game at a high level.
0: Is that what you look for in all your real estate investments?
1: I look for a lot of different things. I personally don't like buying assets that don't perform on day one, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what they call getting into the deal at the right time is making sure that that's going to work so that way I'm not stuck with something like like land, for example, that you have to it doesn't cash flow at all and if the market turns or anything like that, now you're stuck having to make like a big payment, right? And because mm-hmm. my main focus is how can I create value for People through Royal Legal Solutions on making sure that their retirement is secure, that, that they're not gonna get hit with a lawsuit and they, they think they leave their job and now they're you know saddled back with having to go job because they have a catastrophic loss. Cause I've seen people lose over three million dollars from single lawsuit that had insurance, right? Oh so gosh. we're we're doing this stuff where it's like even if your insurance fails, like you have a backup. Like you don't have to depend on anybody. You have control over your own protection and in your own life for that. And you need your investments to perform where you get consistent cash flow of them and they're pretty much completely passive if you're an entrepreneur, because you need your time to be into the thing that your needs it the most, has the biggest impact on other people's lives. Which you're actually um, good at, right? Yeah, that's like, that's the thing that really moves the dial, right? Exactly. That's where you're actually influencing
0: other people. The things that move the money needle in your business is what you need to be spending your time on. And all this other stuff can be done by somebody like you, Scott, or your company, right?
1: Yeah, 100%, right? And you want to look for those kinds of things. For real estate, we specialize in that because we can put people in a position that says, you then go make the deal that you want to make. You make the money on getting into the right deal. Then you call us up and we take care of everything else for you, moving asset over, making sure all the books are going to run right, making sure all the companies are kept up every year. But I would encourage people to start thinking like, about that in every area of their life. And either other entrepreneurs to say like, do you really need to build an in-house team to handle that piece of marketing for you? Or can you go get an agency to do it for you? Mm, because the right, more that you can right. sound like the one, two or three things that you're amazing at, mm-hmm. then the bigger and more explosive everything your life is going to become. And, and just use other people to help you along the way and don't be afraid to pay them.
0: Yeah. And especially with all like the different services and products and software and socials and all the stuff that's at our disposal today, it's incredible how many tools and resources there are to help you do things to save you money and prevent you from having to go bring out entire, like you said, teams of people to take care of these things in-house. So I think you bring up a really good point there. So before all of this, Scott, like prior to all the investing and the legal and all the stuff that you did, what were you doing back then?
1: Yeah, I was actually a litigator. I was suing insurance companies and okay. finding out that insurance companies were really in the business of collecting premiums and denying coverage. Okay. And, I was, and we were, <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, oh, fancy that. The <laughs> yeah. And then I was starting to, you know, suing all these. I just saw it over and over again where insurance companies would deny legitimate claims. So we had this, you know, think about it. You hire an insurance company, you have finally have a claim after all these years of not having anything, then they deny it. And then you have to end up suing your own insurance company to get. Them to pay out, right? And I was the attorney representing those people doing that. And I said, man, this is crazy. And I was like, this is great to be able to help these people. And eventually I just kind of burned out on litigation because it's just a really rough business to be in. So then I went back to my love of real estate, just coming to help investors. I realized that people didn't really know what are the absolute best ways and best practices for how to do your insurance and your banking and your, your bookkeeping and what type of entity structures you should you be using How does it relate to your estate plan, like the whole holistic look at what does it take to actually generate, you know, I want real estate investing to be a big part of my life. And how does that need to relate with all the other parts of my life? And that's really what kind of separated out what I did from what other people did is because some, Other people had like a piece of the puzzle and I assembled all of the pieces together.
0: So you say you went back to your love of real estate? Does that mean you were doing real estate before or was it just always something intriguing to you?
1: Yeah, I actually bought my first property while I was in law school. It's a transmission auto repair shop and we were literally putting back up the walls while we were doing it. And I mean, I got into it originally because of Robert Kiyosaki's, you know. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So I just loved it. From doing that, you know, we were able to flip those properties and I was able to graduate out of law school with no debt. Oh, no, way! wow. So... (laughs) I mean, there's not much more love that you can get for something that's something that takes your debt away. I
0: was gonna say, I know a few people with uh, very big lingering debt problems from law school. Yeah. So that definitely would be something that would be bringing you back into that line of work eventually, I'm sure. So now you do a lot of real estate investing. Tell me about what you do. Like what deals are you looking for? Are you
1: looking to buy and hold, to flip, to wholesale? Are you looking for everything? What exactly does your portfolio look like now? Yeah so I'm I'm personally invested in over 10 different states at any given time and That's just correct. about every asset class and the reason why is because I've had to consult clients all over the country that own assets all over the country. They live all over the country and all different types of assets. So it's really given me this really diverse experience and practical experience with it. And also being able to sniff out good deals that my own clients run run by me, right? Right. Hey, check this out. And then when it's really good, I'm like, all right, let me put some of my own money in this thing if that's okay. Because that looks like a hell of a good deal. So it's given me kind of like that unique perspective into it. And, you know, it really all comes down to that. You need to have the background of saying, how does this actually work in practical terms? What it means to be a real estate investor. And then some of the higher level knowledge of the professional knowledge that comes in with being an attorney just allows me to be able to do that and also help my clients with it. So it's great.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. Number one best thing about real estate
1: investing, go. number one thing is that you can, there's no barriers to it really, right? There's, There's only artificial barriers. And those are the ones that, that people are going to set up for themselves. In their uh, mind, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's all in mind. And mm-hmm. that's like with real estate nerds, like my podcast, we go in, and it's always about, you know, investors and their best and worst deals and what they did or didn't do to let them there, right? And, and 100% of that is about mindset. Yeah, you know? yeah. And what it relates really, and a strong mindset, man, I've seen guys that lost like $30 million and within two years, they bounce back. because their mindset. $30 million. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 2008, Rod Khalif lost over $30 million. 30 million dollars. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, but he's like, he bounces back like, really fast, right? And right. he's like, yeah, you know, it takes a minute. It's not pretty when it does. I'm stronger for it. But it's because of the power of the mindset that these guys are able to just, you know, that are really popular, right? They can right. flop yeah. horribly and then totally be fine. I was like, man, you know, if that's happened to anybody else, you know, they'd say, oh, this, you should. that's why you should have never got into real estate. You know, right. they're like, nah, you just keep going. You know, you make the best decisions you can in life and you just keep going and that's how you win. Yeah, what do you think
0: is one of the biggest limiting beliefs that people have around it
1: in real estate? I probably say the biggest limiting belief that you have is that there's too risky, mm-hmm. and that what we kind of find time and time again is that no, almost no matter what deal you get into, unless it's just totally wrong, right, and you just had no context at all with what you were doing, is that given enough time, that deal is going to turn out to be okay. So I personally think what really happens with a lot of people is if they really to get in trouble is that they shoot for way, they, you know, they've got. They started doing single family homes and then said, hey, you know what I want to do next is an 80 unit apartment complex and I do it all my own. I'm mm-hmm. not going to JV with anybody or have any mentors. in that." Okay, well, that's obviously too strong. Of a, yeah, a belief, right, right. But that's definitely the limiting belief is like, oh, you know, it's it, what if it goes wrong? And, right, and it right. really can't go that wrong.
0: What about the I need money to get started one? Have you heard that one a lot?
1: Sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that's probably true for everybody, even entrepreneurs. I know they, they always think, oh, you know, I need this to get started. I need that to get started. You know, I think all of that is just, it's really good excuses to keep yourself from doing something because right. you can get into a deal for people with just going out and scoping deals and finding what like a good deal looks like, and then going to other people that have money. I mean, there's, it's mainly about like, do you want to work? You know, <laughs> Do you want to work or do you don't want to work? Because if you don't want to work, real estate's really bad. Right, well, it's like,
0: you definitely have to
1: have money that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have yeah. to have a ton of money to do yeah. it and then you're probably going to not do so well. Yeah, exactly, yeah.
0: exactly. Like if you don't want to work, you're going to have to give money to somebody who is willing to work. You know, right. like you can't just like not have money and not work and not have knowledge and just make <laughs> a bunch of money. You know, like people yeah. always want like the golden ticket, right? Like the magical thing that's going to make them a ton of money and it's just like, no, no, no. If you like really want to, you can figure it out. You just have to really want to go do it. And then you have to actually take action and go do it. But yeah, totally, totally agree with that. This episode of the show is brought to you by another podcast, actually. And that is the Jordan Harbinger show. There were three shows that I listened to back when I first started listening to podcasts. And Jordan's show is one of them. And I'm now I'm honored to call Jordan a good friend of mine. And I'm happy to have them as a sponsor of my show. Now, I promise that you will enjoy this podcast if you like listening to build your network. In addition to being hosted by one of the best interviewers that I've ever met, The Jordan Harbinger Show is an Apple Top 50 podcast and was among Apple's best of 2018 as well. It's packed with wisdom in the truest sense of the word from how to read body language and nonverbal communication to how to network and negotiate, not to mention amazing stories from people who've actually lived them. From crazy kidnapping stories and going undercover as a CIA agent to illusionists who can seemingly program our brains, basically anything that will help you upgrade your brain so you can become a high performer both at home and at work. This is a show that offers meaningful, fun, life-changing insights with a practical edge so listeners can apply something right out of the box every show, every day. In fact, every episode has worksheets so you can make sure you're internalizing and applying what you learn from the guests. You deserve to be extraordinary. So search for The Jordan Harbinger Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever it is that you listen to podcasts, or go to jordanharbinger.com slash subscribe and start taking your life to the next level. I really enjoy the show. And I'm not just saying that. I think that you will as well. This episode is also brought to you by Keeps. Losing hair sucks, and two out of three guys will experience hair loss by the time that they're 35. Well, now there is Keeps. Keeps is the easiest and most affordable way to keep the hair that you already have. It's super easy, and signing up takes less than five minutes. Just answer a few simple questions and snap a couple of pictures to complete your online doctor consultation. These treatments are up to 90% effective at reducing and stopping further hair loss, and some men do experience hair regrowth, and at best, men will get back up to... 20% of the hair that they lost already. Plus it's only 10 to 35 bucks a month. And now you can get your first month absolutely free. I don't know about you guys, but I'm 26. So this isn't something that I thought I'd have to worry about. And luckily so far I haven't, but I look at both of my grandpas and my dad and the writing is on the wall. Sorry, dad, if you're listening to this right now. So look, I'd rather be taking preventative action while it's still cheap and easy Instead of scrambling when my cue ball head starts showing itself. So this company is super easy to work with and the website is very, very informative. So if you suffer from hair loss or there are signs that you might be in the future, the last thing that you need is to wait to see a doctor. So with Keeps, there's finally a way to get the help that you need when you need it. And for a limited time to receive your first month of treatment for free, go to Keeps.com Travis. That's Keeps, K-E-E-P-S dot com Travis what's up everybody just want to take a quick second and give a shout out to my favorite new podcasting app himalaya if you are not listening to podcasts on this app you are definitely missing out it's like a social media app but for podcast listeners follow your go-to shows like and comment on your favorite episodes and download professionally curated playlists made just for you so head on over to your app store or google play store download himalaya today and then thank me later So talk to us a little bit about your best investment advice, Heather. I know you're uh, pretty diversified, several different asset classes. Where do you recommend starting and where do you recommend
2: doubling down? I think, okay, so investment for me is simple return on investment means how much money you're putting in and how much you're getting out. And the best ones are where you put nothing in at all, which sounds crazy, but it is possible. How do you do that? Well, first thing is you have to be good at knowing how to talk to people. Hence, this networking thing is super powerful. I was a very introverted kid. So let's just make that very clear. I wasn't that super excited, loud person at school. I was the one in the corner that wouldn't say a thing and was shy as hell. So this is for anyone who thinks, okay, to be good at networking, I've got to be extremely extrovert and I haven't got that skill. And it, you can do it regardless because it's simply a fact of how can you add value to the other party and how I was to make a good investment. I'm literally finding how can I add value to this person? And I, I can, for example, I started in property. So I was negotiating. I was so good at negotiating. I found out how to get houses for very low prices because people were desperate to sell or had financial troubles. And I would fix a problem and then I'd find somebody with the money. They'd bridge the finance and then I would make the profits based on that. You know, So it was finding what you're good at and resourcefulness.
0: Resourcefulness, yes. That's, that's exactly the word I was going to pull out of that, that whole story. There's a, a couple of key lessons there, but the main one I think is resourcefulness and problem solving looking at, looking at a situation and realizing that there's money to be made and then just figuring out how to do it and you didn't have any money to start with but then you realize that wholesaling real estate and becoming the middleman is probably a pretty good way to get started because <laughs> you don't have to have any capital you find someone that has the capital you find the deal and then you make the two go together and then you take the something that's in between that and um that, that's that's fantastic. But anyway, go keep, keep keep going, keep going. Sorry to interrupt.
2: So no, no, you're absolutely right. So what I so that's property, but if you had to do it with financial in the financial world. So how I did that, I had if I had no money, let's I mean I came from property background before I went into financial, so I had a bit of money. But if I had nothing, what I would do again, use the same skills. I'm good at negotiating, communicating, closing a deal. So I would find someone who can make somebody else's money grow really well. So rich people want to get richer. That's the simple Truth about being wealthy. They know what makes money, and they're happy to talk to people that will make them wealthy. So, if you are going to start from nothing, then find the people who can add value to the the rich person. I became a shareholder of a fund by doing this. I made lots of friends through networking, high net worth individuals, and then I introduced them to the trader in the city that I actually learned everything from. And he traded their money. That entry level money was two hundred fifty thousand pounds. So soon it built up to multimillion pound funds. I already, um, so this is if you had no money of your own, I already put some money in, but let's pretend I had nothing in. I would still do the same thing. I would introduce the rich people to the trader. The trader would say, okay, thank you very much because you've introduced so many millions. I'm going to give you X amount. I, I negotiated the deal beforehand. I said, if I bring 10 mil to the table, I want 30% of the fund. And I'll be honest, it still happens today. So anyone can do it. And you're then making passive income from the trader doing all the hard work. You're the middle person and you're making money because you've added value to the high net worth. Uh, they're happy. The trader's happy. He's got more money, commissions. I'm happy because I, I agree that I will get a portion of what the trader makes. So everyone wins.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I I love that you can, I love in that situation that you can earn while you learn. And I think that's that's another shortcoming of of school that I, I I didn't bring you on to the week of bash school, but, um, but I, I do think that's a shortcoming <laughs> of school is that you're paying to learn the whole time. You don't make money to learn. You pay to learn. And um, what you were doing there was literally making money and learning from one of the best traders in London at the same time. So learning yes. a skill set that would benefit you in the future to be able to do your own trading and make your own money. But at the same time, earning money because you were the one that brokered the deal to begin with, and so many awesome takeaways from that. So, if you have, let's say, just strip it down bare bones here, Cole. Let's say you have fifty thousand dollars right now, and it's not quite enough to go in and get into your first investment, and you feel like you feel comfortable doing that. Maybe it's too small amount of money to put into, uh, you know, an index mutual fund, or to, you know, you don't want to go buy three Bitcoin with it, or whatever it is. Where do you recommend putting that money? Do you put it into down payment on real estate? Do you put it into a cryptocurrency, a stock, or do you invest it into yourself?
3: So when it comes to investing, again, I have a diversity of investments. My main jam is real estate. So I'm a little biased towards real estate. But to just answer your question straight up, it really depends on the risk tolerance of the person. You know, what risk tolerance do you have? Are you risk adverse or do you like taking risk? Right. So And then the other thing is, what's your preference on liquidity in the sense that stocks are fairly liquid? I can invest, I can do day trading, I can buy and sell on the same day. There's a bit more of a process currently with cryptocurrency. And then in real estate, if you were to put that into real estate, it's not liquid. You have to wait until you sell the house and that can't happen as instantly as stocks. So to just be very non-biased across the board, really the two questions a would-be investor should ask themselves with their 50 grand is two questions. Number one, what's the risk tolerance? Because the bigger the risk, the bigger the reward, of course, but then also the higher the probability of making no money at all. So number one, what's your risk tolerance? What can you do to still be able to lay your head down on the pillow and sleep at night? And then number two, what's your liquidity preference? If you wanted to liquidate and get actual cash back, how quickly would you want that to happen where real estate is one of the slowest assets to liquidate because you have to list that house for sale and sell it? Obviously, you did mention $50,000 is not enough money to buy a house it's more than enough money to put down as what's called an EMD earnest money deposit and then go secure financing, whether it's traditional through a bank or creative like we've been talking about. So Mm. although $50,000 is enough to buy, well, that's not true. I mean, you can go to Detroit and buy a house still for $5,000, right? Right, But wouldn't recommend it. It's selling for 5,000 for a reason. (laughs) But for a house that you'd want to own $50,000 is going to be hard to find a house that you can buy outright that you'd actually want to own. Mm. So it's more than enough though for an earnest money deposit. And for your listeners that might not know what that is, you know, when you make an offer that gets accepted, you're required to put down 3% of your purchase price. And so at $50,000, that's a $1.5 million house. I mean, that's, that's more than enough as an earnest money deposit. Then where do you go get the rest of the financing? Again, can be an option of creative financing, traditional lenders, et cetera. So Back to your original question, you know, what do I recommend? I recommend that people really look at the risk tolerance. Is that the $50,000 you have to your name? And if you lose it, you're freaking done. Or is that $50,000 that if you lost it, you wouldn't even notice was gone Mm. is a big question, right? And so we did talk about, you know, Bitcoin. I do have Bitcoin, but I invested money that if it was gone tomorrow, you know, not to sound like, oh, I'm so rich, but it's not survival money. I wouldn't care that it was gone, what I bought and when I bought it it's nothing that would freak me out right so if this is your life savings and your retirement then you should put things into a much safer asset class than any type of cryptocurrency and even stocks for that matter stocks have been you know we've been in a bull market and things have kind of mellowed out a bit but every single day i feel like there's a new news report that the dow jones has hit a new record so mm-hmm. even stocks i'd be a little leery of right. everything our economy real estate stocks are cyclical and stocks have had a big and a long upswing for a while, there could become a correction. And in that case, that doesn't mean stocks are out. You just want to short your stock, right? Mm -hmm. So I would actually, I mean, back up my question, your question even further and say, before you make any decision, go get an education. That's what I would say is evaluate your risk tolerance, think about your liquidity preference, and then go get educated in cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, all that stuff go educate yourself in stocks. And I like that you said index funds, you know, like the S&P 500 Mm -hmm. is what's his name? Warren Buffett swears by, because now instead of betting on one company, you're betting on the 500 most successful companies like the S&P 500, you're betting on the most successful 500 companies across the board in America. So there's less risk there. And typically, you know, index funds do well. So educate yourself on that. And then for real estate investing, of course, you know, there's cycles there and we've had a long growth cycle in real estate as well. So- I know that's, a, that was a mouthful, but I think it comes back to preference and education.
0: Well, that's it for today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you'd like to learn more about how we've been able to get some of the guests to come on the show, I've created a totally free resource called meet your hero. So if you'd like to connect with people you respect and admire that are difficult to reach, you're going to want to go to travischapelcom hero to take action and start that training today. Have a wonderful rest of your day and remember to leave every relationship better than you found it.
3: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus,